so we started gathering some uh, some folks. I started having conversations. I connected with this lady Elizabeth, who um, ended up being just the like uh, our, my like partner in crime, who um, was really well connected with folks on King Street. It was like like cussed like a sailor, but also prayed for people all the time. In my work as a pastor and pioneer of new things, I get to work with, coach, and learn from others, tilling soil, planting seeds, and praying for rain as we dig in and engage our communities for the mission of God. Join me as we share stories from the field in the Common Ground Podcast. You're listening to the Common Ground Podcast. I'm your host, Heather Jalad, lead cultivator of Fresh Expressions here in North Georgia and the Common Ground Network at Mount Pisgah in Johns Creek. I'm so excited to share with you today my friend Luke Edwards, who is coming to us from the great state of North Carolina. Luke, welcome. Why don't you introduce yourself? Thank you, Heather. It's good to be with you. Uh, I'm Luke Edwards. I'm the Associate Director of Church Development for the Western North Carolina Conference of the United Methodist Church, um, and also a, a trainer for Fresh Expressions U.S. Um, I live in Huntersville, North Carolina, which is just north of Charlotte, um, a suburb, and uh, yeah, help churches in our conference to start Fresh Expressions and dinner churches and messy churches and all that kind of fun stuff. All that kind of fun stuff. Yay. <laughs> so I have three <laughs> questions to start our conversation. These are very serious questions. Um, you know, and awesome. you, you didn't, he, Luke did not know I was going to ask these questions. So um, board games or card games? Mm, board games. I like uh, Sequence and Blockus. Okay. Love Sequence. I'm not familiar with Blockus, so I'll have to check that out. Oh, it's good. Okay. <laughs> It's B-L-O-K-U-S, I think. B-L-O-K-U-S. Okay. I'm still I'm still gunning for the like giant uh Jenga for the front yard. So um that's that's nice. coming real that's coming soon. Got the got the cornhole, but don't have the the giant Jenga yet. Um I don't know. We can that all wear gloves fun. during COVID. I don't know, whatever. Um <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so what about um uh beach or mountains? Mm, that's hard. So I I lived in the mountains for 12 years. So I love the mountains, but also since I've lived in the mountains, the beach is a little more like exotic to me. So I guess like right now, my instinct is to say beach, even though I'm kind of a mountain person. Okay. Do you have a favorite beach that you go to or you like to frequent? Yeah. Um, So we like the Outer Banks um, and uh, basically just wherever we can go, that's the cheapest this tends to be where we're at these days. <laughs> it doesn't require <laughs> air, air travel or yeah. Yeah. So if there's a friend with a beach house, that's, that's nice. the, my favorite beach. <laughs> All right. Y'all, you heard it here. If you got a beach house somewhere in North Carolina, Outer Banks, I love the Outer Banks. It's been a long time since I, I as a kid, we took like a whole trip. Um, and saw the whole Wright Brothers Museum mm-hmm. and did the whole Ochre Coke thing in the lighthouse and yeah. um, actually had a book. It was like a tale, The Flaming Ship of Ochre Coke. It was like a, a myth, I guess. I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's my that's my Yeah, point we, we took our honeymoon in Ochre Coke, so oh, okay. we love Ochre Coke. It's a good okay. place. Well, you know, and then now you have the Netflix series, Outer. is it Netflix, Outer Banks? Uh-huh, yeah, which was pretty good. <laughs> Cheesy yeah. but good. Yeah, cheesy but good. Yeah, I watched it with my 17-year-old. So anyway, yep. throwing her throwing her under the bus with me. All right. <laughs> so um 
Last question. Favorite teacher from grade school, like elementary school? Okay. Um, Mrs. Linz. So I was in this class where you had the same teacher for second and third grade. Um, so you were like half of the class was in second grade and half was in third grade. Um, so I guess because I had her for two years, I remember her the most and she was really nice. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I have a pretty bad. I have a pretty bad memory. So but like you remembered her school, name. That's yeah, good. yeah, yeah. I remember a little bit, but like like my wife, she can remember everything about her childhood. I remember like 10%. <laughs> I think it's a male-female thing, Luke, honestly. Yeah, I can yeah, remember all my teachers be. and my husband's like, huh? Yeah. Anyway, so um, <laughs> Luke, you are not new to the the Fresh Expressions movement, so, but I'm, I don't know the whole story as to how you mm-hmm. got to be a part of this. Were you one of those people who was just kind of doing the thing and you didn't know it was a Fresh Expression and then you uh, somebody tapped you on the shoulder and said, hey, or uh, were you kind of one of the early adopters when you learned about the movement? Tell me that story. Yeah, so it started, I was an associate um, at Boone United Methodist Church. It's like a church of about 1,200 members, had about 500 on Sunday mornings, and I was um, a worship leader for the contemporary service while I was a college student. And then when I graduated, um, got tapped to lead the missions, um, local missions and international missions at the church. Um, And started seminary, uh, did the distance program at Asbury while I was the missions director. Um, And then uh, two years into being a missions director, the senior pastor at our church, uh, Jason Biasi at the time, he asked me if I would be interested in thinking through starting a campus on King Street, which is the downtown area of Boone. And um, at that time, I was getting a little restless in my uh, uh, missions position. we were trying to move towards empowerment models and just really struggling. Um, and so I was looking for a new way to connect with the community um, beyond the kind of um, charity forms of outreach. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just having trouble getting beyond that. And so when he asked me if I want to start a campus on King Street of our church, um, I said, yes, I, I, I've got some ideas already. And um, I want it to be geared towards folks that, that aren't already going to connect with other churches in town. So Boone is this college town. It's really cool Mm -hmm. little town in the mountains of North Carolina. And so there are just a ton of church churches there and really good churches, like um, all across the spectrum from like high uh, worship to like um, really cool hipster uh, (laughs) contemporary worship, you know, like there's just, there's not a, 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 church style that hasn't been tried there. Um, And so to me, to um, start a worship service on King Street um, would just get kind of lost in the noise or we kind of play into this um, cycle that I saw happening where there was like a new cool church and it was cool for two years. And then there was another new cool church and then that was cool. And then people just kind of rotate to whatever one's the cool one. They were just kind of chasing Um, the new thing. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. So so there's this desire to kind of start a worshiping community on King Street, but also a desire to start something that was radically different from um, everything else that was happening um, because I felt like there was this uh, group of people in our community that weren't going to connect with a church service, even if it was 
had really good coffee and yeah. the worship leader had a nice haircut, you know, um, <laughs> the right tats. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so we started gathering some, uh, some folks. I started having conversations. I connected with this lady, Elizabeth, who, um, ended up being just the, like, uh, our, my like partner in crime who, um, was really well connected with folks on King street it was like, like cuss, like a sailor, but also prayed for people all the time. Like <laughs> she was she your was person awesome of peace. Lady. Yes. She, op- yeah, she was yeah, your yeah. door. She was your door to yep. the community. Yeah. And so we started gathering, uh, our friends for potlucks for like three months. Um, and out of those potlucks, uh, spiritual conversations started to emerge and, um, it happened one week where a young woman who had come said, can we do this again next week? Like we had this really deep conversation. She wanted to talk about it again next week. So we're like, yeah, sure. Let's do it. So like this faith community started to be born and I'm a United Methodist. Uh, and like when I looked around at other churches that were, uh, like church starts, stuff like that, I just didn't see anything that I could compare it to. Um, and at the same time, like I didn't want to be making stuff up as I go. (laughs) <laughs> like I am not confident enough to like say like, so So I, this question started emerging, like, is this church? Like, mm-hmm. it feels like church, but it doesn't look like any of the churches I've seen. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to like call it church without some, like somebody confirming that they wow. think this is church too, yeah. you know? Yeah. So I want to hit pause, this, I wanna hit pause yeah. for one second. So I, some th- important things that you said already, um, <clears throat> is number one, um, I guess the question would be asked, you mean you can cuss like a sailor and pray? You know, <laughs> what? Okay, and um, the the question or the moving forward of this 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 community that was forming around a shared meal, um, it wasn't you kind of orchestrating anything. It was just you being present with people and them asking the questions and them kind of, it it was emerging from the community. It wasn't like, okay, next week we need to do X, Y, Z. So there was yeah. a lot of, you know, I, I think particularly uh, those of us who have been formed in our traditional models, right? We have kind of a prescription for how to move forward, particularly when we're church, church growth minded and um, this was not that. This was something very different um, and I'm sure was not comfortable all the time. Um, and the uncertainty, some of us can be a little bit more comfortable with uncertainty than others. But you kind of leaned into that rather than going, yeah, this isn't church. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, OK, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think um, what well, what allowed that to happen was that it was a side project at that point. Like it wasn't my job yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there wasn't a pressure to move it, make it become something that it wasn't yet, you know, like it was, or to measure we're, it we're gathering people. Yeah. We're, we're gathering people together, like, and seeing, uh, what the spirit creates out of it. You know, it was, um, if it would have been my job and I had a deadline, like, like you need 50 people by year one type thing, then it would have taken shape differently. You yeah. Know? Um, but yeah, so then I started looking for models that we could lean on um, that would uh, kind of fill in the, the the parts that we were missing. And so I looked at house church books. I looked at organic church. I looked at um, just anything like that. You know, there's a, a, a lot of materials out there and they would have good things in them. 
that were helpful. Um, but they would also just have something that just kind of didn't, didn't fit. So like a lot of them were pretty anti-denominational, anti-clergy. Um, they like, um, a lot of them kind of would say like the church had it right until the year 300 and then had it wrong for 1700 years until we started doing what we started doing. And now we have it right again. Like <laughs> some like, Wait a second. Some like church, some like church history, arrogance, like, you know, yeah. there's just stuff that wasn't, wasn't that we couldn't say, yeah, this is, this is what we're doing. So finally um, my senior pastor went to a conference at Duke about something else, but somebody mentioned fresh expressions there. And he, he said, I wonder what that is. And he looked it up and he sent it over to me. And, um, and I was like, yep, that's what we're doing. Um, and so um, quickly signed up for a learning fresh expressions, us learning community. This is probably six, seven, probably seven years ago now, um, maybe six, but uh, it was in Virginia and went to that um, and uh, connected with Travis Collins there. And, um, that's kind of the rest is history, I guess. I was going to say that uh, that's how you there. got into the sepal to the street book, right? Cause that's the first, that's mm-hmm. how I learned about you. Yep. Yeah. He came and visited, um, at, at that point, um, fresh expressions us was looking for examples of kind of high steeple churches that had practiced fresh expressions. And there wasn't a ton of examples at that point, um, that they were aware of yet. And so, um, they liked how, um, our fresh expression had kind of emerged out of this big steeple church in Boone. And um, so, yeah, I got connected uh, to Travis and then um, started writing some blog posts and um, helping with some events. And uh, you were like, yeah, you were got... like living into it at the same time. Right. I mean, you were, mm-hmm. you were, you know, um, boots on the ground, you know, practicing all of the things that, and then, you know, sharing what you were learning along the way, which is, you know, really remarkable sure. and, and has been such a gift, I think, to the church and to the movement. Um, I just want to thank you for that. But what one of the, one of, I mean, King Street, okay? So it's not just one location, right? Lest we mm-hmm. uh, be led to believe that. It was multiple locations. So say a little bit about mm-hmm. how that um, kind of unfolded. Yeah. Um, so pretty quickly after starting the first group, um, it was growing and it, I started asking folks in the group, how should we grow? Like, all right, we're getting to like 14, 15 people. Conversation is really important to how we gather. Like how how are we going to grow? Like, are we going to, uh, like split into smaller groups? Are we going to, um, just become bigger and be less conversational. And, um, the folks that I talked to in the group, they, they all kind of said, we like that it's smaller. Um, and so then I kind of tapped into another model that I had read before this kind of cell-based model of, of saying, okay, well we can grow, um, by starting more groups. We don't have to just keep growing this group bigger and bigger. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we became a, a network of fresh expressions at that point. So we, over, uh, the, um, five years, six years that I was leading King Street Church, we had uh, five or six that were pretty steady. And then we probably had five or six that we started that didn't last um, more than a year um, okay. so or two. So we, we um, the ones that were the, the longest um, one that connect that we connected with folks at the homeless shelter. Um, so we had a fresh expression there, one where we have a fresh expression at the County jail. Um, and uh, we ha- also had a, a coffee 
bishop morning gathering um, where that was kind of a combination of some of the folks we had met in the jail, folks we had met at the homeless shelter. Um, we also started a, a poetry group um, and we had uh, like a single mom's group for a little while. We had a, a death cafe, which is a conversation about death and mourning that lasted for a little while. Had a college age group that lasted for a few years. I was going to say, didn't you have some like head banging music, something involved somewhere? <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> yeah. So then the, the original group uh, became the Boone Saloon group and that that uh, um, for part of its life was uh, largely populated by folks that uh, were involved in the local punk hardcore scene. Nice. Um, so I would go to these underground shows and garages and basements and um, wow. <laughs> definitely uh, a different experience than I was used to as a uh-huh. United Methodist minister. So <laughs> it was fun though. So talk about the ones that, um, first of all, talk about the ones that they maybe didn't have the longevity, were not sustainable. And then um, you're not there anymore. Talk a little bit about, you know, what that transition looked like, um, because mm-hmm. obviously this is this is something that is still King Street Church is still a reality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so the ones that um, so some of them lasted longer than others. Some of them were just kind of an idea that kind of barely got off the ground mm-hmm. and then just kind of didn't really take off. Some of them took off and then um, the leader um was just kind of unable to keep it going or like um, just had life circumstances that changed or um, yeah, just um, so, so I think that was, uh, but, but when they would um, kind of, when that group would end the folks that were a part of that, that wanted to continue to be a part of King street would kind of come back to another group um, often the Sunday night group at the saloon. Um, and so that yeah, it was kind of a, a fluid organism where people would kind of could move from one group to the other, or some people would go to two of the groups um, during the week. Um, we would meet folks in the county jail. Then when they got out, we might see them at the homeless shelter, um, and they would be a part of that the group there. And then um, when they moved out of the homeless shelter, they might come to our coffee gathering, or they might come to the saloon group. So wow, um, yeah, yeah, it was just kind of a, a fluid organism that like uh, when you send one group out to start, it might last or it might um, just kind of create um, some, some new energy and then come kind of back to the uh, larger groups, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and then after I, after I moved to, so uh, I guess about almost two years ago now, um, I um, was asked to become the associate director of church development. Um, so I had been splitting my time the, I guess a year and two years before that, um, as a fresh expressions coordinator for the conference, um, but keeping King street church going. Um, and, uh, almost two years ago, I was asked to, um, move full-time to the conference office, mm-hmm. um, for our fresh expressions and dinner churches. The, um, the movement had been gaining momentum and, um, and so um, transitioned out of that, had um, uh, raised up a uh, leader who um, took it over for a year. And then um, she worked with transitioning to another leader. Um, so it's, it's on its kind of, um, has had two leaders um, since I've left. And, and the, um, the one who um, is leading now was a part of it when I was there too. Um, and he's just awesome. Um, 
and, and each leader kind of uh, brings their own focus and own direction. And um, he's really well tapped into um, uh, the group of folks in Boone who are on the margins. And um, he's just really gifted at, at, at leading there. Um, and so he um, is, is now um, largely focused on the population at the homeless shelter, on the, um, um, the coffee shop gathering, um, the, the county jail gathering was going strong too. And then COVID kind of has thrown, mm-hmm, yeah. um, all that into, um, a little bit of, um, uh, yeah, some pretty rapid changes. Join me next time as we continue the conversation.